Praise the Lord. Okay. Uh, I was going to pick up here where we, uh, where we left off here right after Jehoshaphat. You know, uh, oh, and let's just see for a moment here. Jehoshaphat, this is, a, this is in 2 Chronicles 21. So we've already, let's go a little counter real quick. We had first king was Saul who had to chase David. When David and Goliath, remember that story? And then he was playing the harp for Saul, David was. And then David throws his, I mean, excuse me, Saul throws his, his spear at him because, anyway, that's because Saul had lost it, whatever. So all of First Chronicles was nothing but David in that whole dialogue until David finally became king. When, and anyway, Saul died, whatever, David becomes king. So you got Saul and you got David. Now this is 500 years, Saul was 500 years after Moses, okay? And what's so funny is all this history you read here, if it was fake, this is what's so beautiful about when you're thinking all this through, especially when you know the devil just wants to get you to thinking there's no such thing as God, there's no such thing as this. When you read your Bible, there's too much stuff going on to say, well, I couldn't, it, it, you can't say it never happened because these 20 other books keep referring to events that happened. It's, that's because it's true history. It's just history. So anyway, so you got Saul was first king. And then you had David, his son was Solomon, and then it was uh, Rehoboam, and then it was Abijah, and then it was Asa, and then it's Jehoshaphat right here. So now Jehoshaphat dies, and this is in 2 Chronicles 21. Uh, let's see, and he was buried in the cemetery of the kings in Jerusalem. There's another thing to be hard to deal with. They're like, ooh, we got grave markers in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his son Jehoram became the new ruler of Judah. Okay, so now we know who was coming up. It was Jehoram. But I'm going to time out here. We're going to go back and uh, look at something else just for this morning. And uh, what I want to look at here is, let's go to the book of Psalms. And, uh, I mean, yesterday I was uh, uh, just in, in well, it was about an hour. I had already read through Genesis 1 all the way to 22. I mean, it's, it's my voice. I had recorded Genesis 1 through, I almost got all of it. But anyway. Oh, but anyway, all of Genesis is, is total history. But anyway, I want to go to Psalm, Psalm, let's see, Psalm 8 here. Yeah. And uh, let's look at this, Psalm 8. We're going to look at creation here. Just, it's like, because it's just, it just helps us when you, when you, and like I say, the, the, the alternative to creation, the world looks at its evolution. Well, there's nothing evolving. There is absolutely not one thing that is evolving. There's no transitional fossils. See, Darwin had said that later on they will find transitional uh, fossils after he died. They never have. They're not there. They've tried to take one that was a, they're trying to sit, remember they, see, they'll teach it in schools and in museums, but it's not true. You know, they can say what they want to. It's not true. Uh, they've got a fossil that they're trying to claim. This bird, uh, I mean, it was a dinosaur, and he turned. It was showing he's transitioning into a bird, but that one's been defeated too. That there, I mean, no way. Hips are backwards and all this kind of stuff. Whatever it is, say what they want to. It's not. It's not real. Anyway, okay. And it's so cool to go look these things because what's so neat is science is on our side. Oh, another thing that's cool. I, I, I discovered this. I know parts of this about comets. Okay. But I really got the whole story now. Okay. Uh, comets that we have in our solar system were created at this. They know they started at the same time that whenever it happened. Well, guess what? Comets don't last 100,000 years. And we still got them. Actually, the ones we see. See, as they go, the comet just has its ice. And as it goes by the sun, it melts. And so the, the thing that you take away from that is, why do we still have comets? Because basically they're around 10,000 years. We still got them. Some of them got real long tails. 
This place hadn't been here millions of years. It hadn't been here 100,000 years. It hasn't been here 10,000 years. And see, they come up with this thing. They call it the Oort Cloud because this guy, Robert Oort. They say, well, uh, somewhere out in the middle of nowhere, there was a bunch more comets added. Mm-mm. We got the same ones. Same ones. Oh, this place is new. And like, it's just, it's, it's not scary, but it's cool. It's cool to know also that they found, t- now it's not the only ones. You can look these things up. They found, I've, t- I've said it before, but I just like to say it again. T-Rex flesh. Oh, you can't, because that's supposed to be 70 million years ago. Yeah, that flesh really survived 70 million. It wouldn't stay that way even if it was in ice. Wow. So that creature had been running around here. And when you start thinking these things through, you say, well, the Bible doesn't have dinosaurs in it. Well, yeah, it does. But they're not called dinosaurs. They're called dragons. You know. And you got behemoth and you got Leviathan. Hmm. Yeah. Remember those scriptures in, in, in Job? And boy, the Lord describes that. He said, were you here talking about behemoth? He said his tongue, his tongue, his tail is like the size, uh, is like a cedar tree. And I know some people trying to, they were just trying to help. Like, let's say good Baptist, good Methodist, good whatever. And we wanted to keep up with the, the politically correct or what do you want to call it? The scientific world didn't need to, don't need to. I mean, so they tried to say that that, that, that being in book of Job was a hippopotamus. Can't be a little dinky tail. The scripture said it has its tail the size of cedar, you know, you know, and then you say, well, okay, it was a, uh, whatever the other one was. Oh, an elephant. Because it says it's supposed to be the greatest land creature and it's ribs and stuff. And they'll say it's a hippopotamus. There's no way, no way. That dude was your, was basically your, your brontosaurus. And then they go, well, they won't fit on the ark. Oh, come on. You get puppies. You don't get the great big ones. And the great big ones anyway are probably beyond having kids anyway. You get the small ones. The smallest ones are, you know, they're, they're a piece of cake. More than enough. More than enough room. So here we go. So, let's, so that brings us back to this. Uh, uh, the Psalm 8 says, O Lord our God, the majesty and the glory of your name fills all the earth and overflows the heavens. You have taught little children to praise you perfectly. Jesus, you know, Jesus even quoted this. He remember when they said, "Well, hey, would you tell the people be quiet?" He says, "If they don't, if they don't be quiet, the rocks are going to cry out." You know, and he was making mention in that same story when he was coming in Jerusalem about this right here. When I look up to the night skies, look at this, and I see the work of your fingers. You know, it's so funny. We can't reach those stars and mess with them. Now we've done some things to our planet down here, but it still recovers. Man doesn't create plants. I've planted all my roses and stuff, but all I did was dig a hole and stick what life was already there. It's amazing. It's in that seed. I didn't say, I'm going to engineer a seed. Not going to happen. Okay. I look at the night skies and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars. Look at that, which you have made. I cannot understand how you can bother with mere puny man and pay any attention to him. I want to point out here because the, uh, when you look at uh, Young Earth and whatever, they use, for their argument, they always use what the other guys are saying, like Big Bang, whatever. Well, the Big Bang folks have already, they've already come to a conclusion, okay, nothing has changed. Apparently, what, whenever it happened, they all started right there. Yeah, see, they're, they're just claiming it was billions of years ago. And, but they've already claimed, they already agree that, yeah, a dog was a dog billions of years ago. But see, it ain't been billions of years. It's been a short time. It's, anyway, just, just to catch up with, it, it's, it's interesting. Uh, but unless you stay in your own world and you, and you just think, well, you know, the Bible is just mythological. It's not mythological. Look how, look, this is not even, David doesn't even think that we, oh, he's talking to the Lord in first place. 
David's not like, you know, I'm struggling. I'm not too sure that. No, he boldly says, you created all this. And he says, I can't understand how you can bother with mere puny man and pay uh, any attention to him. You know, when you look at creation versus evolution, evolution is a big bang that happened a long time ago and they can't prove it. It's a religion. You just had to believe it. They say, given enough time, it had to happen. Nah, given enough time. Remember also, you got deterioration. It doesn't get better over time. You can take a look at ourselves. As we get older, we're getting older. This place is getting older, you know. Erosion, all this kind of stuff. Okay, but anyway. So, uh, uh, back to this. Okay, so I can understand how you... Oh, yeah, here's what I was going to say. So, evolution says it was a big bang and just... Whatever. And then, by the way, the earth was spun out somehow over here. Uh Uh-uh. The Bible records... That it was the earth. Wow. And then the atmosphere above the earth will learn. In other words, it was he separated the heavens from the, the earth, you know, the, the atmosphere above. Not the heaven. Not, he didn't even build that yet. He didn't build that till day four. He's working on this earth right here where you and I are. See, that's why David says, I can't understand why you bother with mere puny man. So at night, when you and I go home tonight, and if it's clear size and you look out and you see the moon, it's like, golly. You and I, you know, the, all of that glory was for us. You know, it was amazing. Anyway, so, yeah, you've made him a little lower than the angels. And the uh, book of Hebrews references this, so we know that, wow, even Hebrews says that uh, the book of Hebrews is, is authenticating this song. Anyway, you've, look at this. You've, put him, uh, you've placed a crown of glory and honor upon his head. See, we're created in, who, in God's image. Amazing. And so all our thoughts about, I wonder what God's like. Just look at yourself in the mirror sometime. Now, you may not be living as good as you want to, but still, you're made in his image. You can act like him if you want to or not act like him. But if you want to know what God looks like, it's not Star Wars and some glob, you know, all these stupid. They make that stuff up. You don't even have a demon in the Bible referencing uh, their description is. Hideous. No, when you got angels show up, they're so glorious, you know. Matter of fact, what you do have, you've got the evil beings in chapter 6 of Genesis messing around with women on the earth, and that's where the giants came from. I can't imagine a woman wanting to mess with some nasty little creature. I mean, I think a woman could take care of herself. You ain't getting near anything like that, you know. So they look like me. I mean, they look like us. Anyway. So here we go. You've put him in, look at this, you've put him in charge of everything you made. Everything is under his authority. All sheep and oxen and wild animals too, the birds, the fish, the life in the sea. Oh, Jehovah, our Lord, the majesty and the glory. Look, it fills all the earth. Let's go to another one here we know. Remember there's one in Isaiah? Uh, you know, uh, they that wait upon the Lord. Let me find Isaiah. Let's see. Hello. Oh, back up there it is. Isaiah, what is it, 40? 40, somewhere down here toward, uh, or is it 41? Uh, oh, no, here we are. Hit right on it. Look at that. Uh, who else has held the ocean in his hands? You know, look at that. Measured off the heavens with his ruler. Who else knows the weight of the earth and the weight and weighs the mountains and the hills? Who can advise the spirit of the Lord and be his teacher or give him counsel? That's Isaiah 40, verse 12. Has he ever needed anyone's advice? Did he need instruction as to what is right and best? No, all the people of the world are nothing in comparison with him. They are but a drop in the bucket, dust on the scales. He picks up the islands. Wow, look at that. As though they had no weight at all. All of Lebanon's forest do not contain enough fuel to consume a sacrifice large enough to honor him. 
All the nations, look at that, are nothing and his eyes are less than nothing, mere emptiness. He says, uh, he's basically, how can we describe God? What can we compare him with? With an idol? <laughs> an idol made from, mold, from a mold and overlaid with gold and silver and chain around it. The man too poor to buy expensive gods like that. Look at that. He'll find a tree from rot, hire a man to carve a face on it. And that's his God. Oh, man. But look what he goes on to say. Yeah, the, words, the words he gave before the world began. Look at this. Notice the world began. I'm going to point out something here. Have you, not under, have, you, have you never heard or understood? It's God who sits above the circle of the earth. Do you know, scientists today, they claim that, I want to say it's Aristotle, who was after this guy, said the earth is round. Isaiah said the earth was round. Man, look at that. Circle of the earth, way before. See, now remember, you can find out when Isaiah was. Remember, your Bible's simple. I'm here to tell you how simple your Bible is. Watch it. Let's go to Isaiah just a second. We're in there. We're going to come right back. We're in 40. Isaiah, where is it? There it is. Let's go to one. Tells you when, is, when, when, was, when was Mr. Isaiah here? These are the messages that came to Isaiah, son of Amos, uh, in the days of King Uzziah. Now, we just got to Joshua, and he was the seventh king. Uzziah is about two more kings downrange. And he, was, he lived through Isaiah's range and uh, Uzziah's range and Jotham and Ahaz and King Hezekiah. You've heard of Hezekiah before, remember? About Hezekiah, he's the one that turned his face to the wall. He was told, hey, you're going to die. And he cried and the Lord said, give him 15 more years. And he did. Or I gave him 15. Anyway, okay. So back to Isaiah 40 again. Whoops, let's get to it. Well, I got to do it this way. I know where Isaiah is now. Okay, 40. We were somewhere right here. Yeah. So, how can we compare him? He sits on the sides of the earth, the circle of the earth. The people below him seem like grasshoppers. He's, look at that. He is the one, look at that, who stretched out the heavens like a curtain and made it his tent for them. Wow. Yeah, but he didn't create this stuff. He did. He didn't. You and I know that. Let's see. Oh, look at that. 26. Look up into the heavens. Who created all these stars? As a shepherd leads his sheep, calling each by its pet name. And I think I, 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 I think every one of us on the earth today, the way the calculations are, I'm not far off. I'm probably, I, I know I'm right. We have over, uh, there's, a, there's a billion stars just for me. There's a billion for you, a billion for you. And they're all different. That's because we got galaxy upon galaxy upon galaxy. And we only have a population of 5 billion people in the earth anyway. 7 billion, something like that. Look at that. He counts them to see that they're, look at that, that they're none are lost or strayed. So God, the, the, so God does with the stars and planets. And the truth is they try to say a new star is born. They, they try, there's no stars ever been recorded that have been burnt, born. They've had some go out. And the other cool thing about stars and stuff, remember the Bible tells us that heavens declare but the scientists that are really, they're atheists. They don't want to believe. They hide the knowledge. But the truth, the ones that aren't, that are curious and want to know, the cool thing about it is, you know, we have still a bunch of blue stars, which means they ain't been there that long. Hmm, they're still blue. But they go, well, my professor told me we are, the age of the earth is 20 billion. Like they're up to 20 billion now. There's no way. That star couldn't be there. It's still blue. It's supposed to have already, Whatever. There's some cool things about our sun, too. Our sun's not supposed to have certain colors because it ain't that, it ain't that old, you know. Really less than 10,000, which makes sense. It tracks to this. 
So you and I, we're here foolishly. We need to just go to Dunkin' Donuts or wherever we want. And don't even go to church anymore. Because we're stuck on a limb here. Somebody told us that our God created all this. And he is on a roll here. This is, remember, this is Isaiah. Prophets don't prophesy for themselves. They get the message there here. Oh, oh, I got it. Tuned in on the Lord. Yeah. Uh, what do you want me to say? Okay, I'll, this is what he's saying. Who created all these stars? Okay, so God does with the stars and planets. Verse 27. Oh, Jacob, oh, Israel, who, how can you say that the Lord doesn't see your troubles and isn't being fair? Wow. Don't you understand? Here we go. Don't you know that by now the everlasting God, here's the they that wait upon the Lord. Isn't it nice to get the, the context of it? You know, the context of it was, you're worshiping idols. If you'll cut this out, I'll rescue you from your troubles. During the days of those four kings. Look what he says. Don't you yet understand? Don't you know by now that the everlasting God, the creator of the farthest parts of the earth never grows faint or weary. Boy, we do. I know I do. Man, no one can fathom the depths of his understanding. Look at that. Look at that next verse and try to say it doesn't work for you. That's not what it says. He gives power to the tired and worn out and strength to the weak. That's the reason it's so dangerous. I'm teasing the Baptists here because they're smarter than that. But... A lot of times when I was growing up and I had to sit out there and listen to these guys, all they told me was, I can be assured that I'm going to heaven. No, I got so much more. Praise the Lord. I got more. He gives power to, oh, we read that. Okay. Even the youth shall be exhausted. Exhausted. And the young men will all give up. Look at that. But they that wait upon the Lord. Now, don't jump on this word wait. We've dissected this stuff and we've missed the whole thing. It's not a matter, well, I don't understand. Wait, just simply put your attention on him. I need the Lord. And it's not like, well, I know he's always late. He won't be here this year, but he'll probably be here next year. I ain't, he's talking about physically exhausted. So how long can you wait if you're physically exhausted? You pretty much need some strength. You know. Remember when Elijah was running from a, what are, Jezebel? He didn't have time to wait. God gave him something to eat and pure, he was on the roll again. Okay. Anyway, even the youth shall be exalted and the exhausted and the young men will give up, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Amen. That means when this happens. And that's the reason the Bible says, remember we talked about it, when I'm weak, I'm strong. That's right. And it's not a spiritual strong. It's not going to help my body here. No, it is going to help your body. It will. Anyway. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. That's real physical strength. And look at that. See, don't paint a picture of something physical if it doesn't work in the physical. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. Praise the Lord. And remember, he was comparing that to, if you give up these stupid idols, well, we're not. But see, you can see what gets us. Just flat out unbelief. We can just... In our own world, dream up that God doesn't know my problems. And look what he says. You're crazy if you don't think, uh, 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 where'd it go? Yeah, God doesn't see your troubles. Wow. Anyway, let's pick up another one here, and then we'll go watch him do it. And we know he, we know he did it. Let's see. Let's get one in the, the book of Romans here. I think Romans 1 has it. It's funny. I just click these things I run right on I just knew it was chapter 1 I, but look at this God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful and evil men who push away uh, the truth from them that's just a given 
Now, don't worry about you. If you make a mistake, the Lord will tell you you're making mistakes, okay? But he's talking about the world. For the truth about God is known in them instinctively. Now, they deny it. Oh, no, 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 no. We're just amoebas. I don't care what you say. Just, just, just love them. You know, defend yourself if you need to, whatever. Talk to them, whatever. They know. He put this knowledge in their hearts. Remember why? When they look in the mirror, they still look like God even though they deny him. They'll say, wow, it's, this is a myth. I believe in the tribes of Africa and they worship the hoo-hoo-hoo God, whatever. <laughs> whatever. See, they just make fun of it all. They just think we all have gods. There's only one. God put it in their heart. Since earliest times, men have seen, look at that, the earth and the sky and all God made, and they have known of his existence and great eternal power, so they will, look at that, they'll have no excuse. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. They'll have no excuse when they stand before God at judgment day. Oh, yeah, they knew all about him. They wouldn't admit it. They wouldn't worship him or even thank him for his daily care. And after a while, they begin to think up silly ideas of what he was like, what he wanted them to do. Their foolish minds became dark and confused. Well, yeah, that's what we see. Yeah. See, notice here he comes down here. They claim themselves to be wise. They became utter fools. Instead of worshiping the glorious God, ever-living God, they took wood and stone, made idols for themselves, carving them out, looked like mere birds and animals and snakes and puny men. Wow. So God let them get into every kind of sex in, you know, the same thing as Sodom and Gomorrah, all this kind of stuff. Okay, so we see creation there. Let's, uh, let's go to one in the book of Acts here I want to see. Let's see. Acts. Oh, let's see. Mm. 20, I think. Oh, let's see. It's not 20. Hold on. 20, 19. Let me check 19 real quick. Uh, nope. 18. Let me check this. Acts chapter 18. One eighteen. Where am I at? Hang on a second. 17. Chapter 17. Uh, let me see where I'm at here. Oh, here we are. Okay. Uh, Acts chapter 17, Paul is, uh, like I say, it's history. Matter of fact, the only pictures in your Bible when I was growing up, it had maps in the back. (laughs) So if you flipped to the back and if you were playing while the preacher was preaching, you were looking at it, you saw these lines all over the map. That Paul was moving. He was going somewhere. Just like, you know, you go to Florida and whatever. Right here, he's uh, he's at Athens. When they invited him to the form at Mars Hill... Uh, come tell me more about this new religion, they said, for you're saying some rather startling things, and we want to hear more. Uh, I should explain that all the Athenians, as well as the foreigners in Athens, seem to spend all their time discussing the latest new ideas. So Paul, standing before them at Mars Hill Forum, addressed them as follows. Men of Athens, I noticed that you're very religious. Now, he noticed he didn't say, now you're going to hell, whatever. No, he, had, he, was, he was trying to explain these things to these things, these people. For I was out walking, I saw your many altars, one of them had an inscription to the unknown God. And so Paul said, I'm going to use this to preach from. You've been worshiping him without knowing who he is. And now I wish to tell you about him. Look what he says. The first thing he says, he made the world and everything in it. Now, wouldn't that get your attention? And it gets your attention today when you're faced with troubles. and You go, 
He made the world and everything in it. And when you talk about healing for your body, he made your body. We just got to quit telling ourselves he's making us sick. No. He'll make you well. Anyway. And since he is Lord of heaven and earth, he doesn't live in man-made temples. And human hands can't minister to his needs. He doesn't have any. For he himself, look at that, gives life and breath to everything and satisfies uh, every need there is. This is where that verse comes in. In him we live and move and have our being. The King James Version says that. Look at that. He created all people of the world from, look at that. You can't do that. Yeah, you can because it's history. From one man and scattered the nations across the face of the earth. Now, let me me point out here. Some people say, well, the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs were created right before Adam was created. Say, well, it doesn't matter. I can still believe it. Wait a minute. It makes a big difference. Death came by Adam. How are you going to have all them dinosaurs and all the world before Adam sinned dying? The Bible says that when Adam sinned, it created death for all mankind. That's the reason it's so strong. When Jesus came back, he died. Of all things, what did he die for? Why did he just show out and say, I'm God. You know, straighten up your act. No, he died. And his death stopped death for you and I. Fantastic historical event. Adam created death for everything. Jesus created life we call eternal life for us. Because we were over with. It was over with. Anyway. Scattered across the face of the earth, he decided beforehand which should rise and fall and win, and he determined their boundaries. Wow. His purpose in all of this, he made the heavens and the earth. Why? Was so that they should seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Here we go. Though he's not far from any one of us. God did all that so that we would find him. Here's that verse. For in him we live and move. And of course, kings and have our being. In him we live and move. Okay. For in him we live and move and are. As one of your own poets says, we are sons of God. If this is true, look at this. If this is true, we shouldn't think of God as an idol made by men from gold and silver and chip from stone. Or that we, you and I used to be (laughs) monkeys. You know what's the problem with that? Your hands on a monkey, a chimpanzee, are the same ones down here. You don't have feet. You still got hands. And so we can come from monkeys. You got to get those hands to change. And a bunch of other stuff, too. It's like, yeah, but they look like... It's a common creator is what it is. You know, have you ever heard of the phrase intelligent design? They'll still think it's an alien. They won't claim it's the Bible's God. Well, an alien created everything. <laughs> well, y'all... Do you feel good at night? Why is it that you don't want to see if maybe the Bible is true? Well, you'll find out that's where the rub is. They don't want to give up their sin, you know. They, they don't want God in their life. That's why God gave them up. Okay, if this is true, we shouldn't think of God as an idol made by men from gold or silver or chip from stone. God tolerated man's past ignorance over these things, but now he commands everyone everywhere, you know, to put away, everybody say. To put away idols and worship only him. For he has set a day for justly judging the world by the man he appointed. And has pointed him to, and po- he pointed him out by bringing him back from the dead. Wow. When they heard Jesus speak, excuse me, when Paul speak of the resurrection of a person who had been dead, they laughed. Well, you can't blame them. Uh, 
Well, we want to hear more about this later, and Paul ended the discussion, but a few joined him and became believers. Look at this. <laughs> Among them was Dionysius, a member of the city council, you know, and a woman named Damaris and others. Wow. Okay. Now, we know these things are true. Let's hit a piece of this, see what happens here. So this is what happened. Hit it again here. Genesis chapter 1. When God began creating the heavens and the earth, there was nothing out there. Okay. The earth was a shapeless, chaotic mass. Nothing there. The Spirit of God was brooding over the dark vapors. Then God said, let there be light. Remember some bozos go, well, hey. Yeah, but it's a lie because he created the, the sun on the fourth day. In the New Jerusalem, in heaven, there is no sun. God is the light. And besides, you can have a light. We lit these candles. We don't need Huntsville Utilities. We made our own light, you know. One guy said he did it this way so we wouldn't be worshiping the sun. It kind of makes sense. He created the sun, you know. <laughs> well, that'd be kind of hard. You're going to have to have some shade. Because watch what happens. Let there be light. It's a model he's creating. He was pleased with it, divided the light from the darkness. He called the light daytime and the darkness nighttime. Together they formed, wonder what it's going to say here, the first day. Now remember, historically, you cannot figure out where the word week came from if you divorce yourself from the scriptures. But see, the whole earth revolves around Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Where did that come from? How did that happen? You don't even have any good Egyptians coming up with some sort of goofy plan. They may have a different calendar, but they still have a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday. Wow. Anyway. God was pleased. He called the light daytime. Okay, they formed the first day. And God said, let the vapors separate. Now remember, he's still right here. Where's his... Hmm, we're, it's supposed to be Big Bang and no. Mm -mm. Let the vapors separate to form the sky above and the oceans below. Ooh. So God made the sky dividing the vapor, vapor from above the water. This all happened on the second day. Remember the Bible's going to say and God rested. You know, and you can't have millions of years between this. That's, that's so ridiculous. You can't. A day, he's going to tell you in a minute, a day was a day. Then God said, let the water beneath the skies be gathered into oceans so that the dry land will emerge. And so it was. God named the dry land, the universe, no, the earth and the water seas. And God was pleased. And he said, let the earth burst forth with every sort of grass and seed bearing plant, fruit trees with seeds inside the fruit, so that these seeds will produce the kinds of plants and fruits that they came from. See, you can do your own experiment here. I remember I, I like those mimosa trees going down the interstate and whatever. They got the little pink flower during June and July. And even though Bob told me it's a weed, if you get that thing growing, you're going to try it. You don't want it. <laughs> well, I don't think it's pretty. You know, they're, the, they're gorgeous. But I, got, I found out where those seeds are. And I already know it won't be by accident that when I plant those things, I'm not going to get a banana tree. I'm not going to get tomatoes. It will be what that tree was. Yeah. It's really incredible. And we pay good money to go to the store and say, I need some petunia seeds, I need some rose seeds, or whatever we're going to get. And we have every bit of confidence that when we plant that, that's what it is. The only goof up could be the manufacturer could have accidentally put the wrong one in. But you know, it's just, it's, it's unconscious that we believe that when you put a watermelon seed in, you never think, well, that's going to be an orange tree for sure. No, it's going to be watermelons. 
Anyway, so when did this happen? Okay, these seeds, uh, and so it was, and God was pleased. This all happened on the third day. We still don't have the moon and the stars, but here they come. Day four. Here they are. Whoops, I messed that up. Excuse me. Okay, so. Then God said, let the bright lights appear in the sky to give light to the earth and identify the day and night, and they shall bring about the seasons on the earth and mark the days and years. That's what, that's what we do. You can't buy a calendar right now without showing the moon phase. And so it was. God made two huge lights, the sun and the moon, to shine down upon the earth, the larger one, the sun, to preside over the day, and the smaller one, the moon, to preside through the night. He also made the stars. I think that's cool. He said, oh, I also made the stars. I mean, astronomy is really some, a lot of neat things out there. I mean, God created it, so there's going to be a lot of things. You, the, the rings of Saturn are gorgeous. They're also, guess what? They're getting further and further apart, so they can't be there that long. If you do the math, if it was billions of years, those rings would have, well, they wouldn't have been there because they can calculate those rings. Would, they, they, there's not enough time. Hmm. And also, when you throw a rock, it's not unless you're going to hit something rubber, it's going to come back. It's going to go that direction, okay? Well, if the Big Bang happened, this is what's cool. Jupiter, which is the largest of all planets, but it's amazing. It's, a, it's just a gas. It's just a big ball of gas. It's got over 50, 60 moons around it. Some of them, guess what? Some of them are going this way. Some of them are going the other way. Oh, no. And Neptune is not even spinning right. It's spinning the other way. We spin this way. Neptune's going this way. How did that happen? God created it. That's why all that stuff is it's like, wait a minute, I don't believe that. Big bang, there's no way. It doesn't fit. This does. So fourth day, that happened. Then God said, let the waters teem with fish and other life and let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea animals, every sort of fish and every, sort of, every kind of bird. And God looked at them with pleasure, blessed them all. Wow. Multiply, stock the oceans, he told them. To the birds, he said, let your, member, or let your uh, numbers increase. Wow, fill the earth. That ended fifth day. We ain't got one more day. God said, let the earth bring forth every kind of animal, cattle, reptile, and uh, wildlife of any kind. And so it was. God made all sorts of animals, cattle, and reptiles. This is when the dinosaurs were made. Remember the scripture, it's 30 times the King James Bible uses the word dragon. Hmm. Anyway. And all civilizations have stories of dragons, which is a problem for the, for the uh, evolutionists. And they've actually said, when man became an ape, went from ape to human, uh, he, uh, he retained some of that knowledge of, 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 of nightmares. Running from T-Rex. Oh, baloney. <laughs> oh, they, that, when the guy, the, the head guy, the main, whatever his name, Carl Sagan, he put out a book. It's called the, the Dragons of Eden. And his explanation was, we inherited those fears. And that's why everybody has dragon stories. They got dragon stories because those things were here. Burial stones. You look at the, they got burial stones. You look at those burial stones in... in uh, the uh, in South America, the Inca, they're called Inca burial stones. You'll go, how'd they know what that triceratops look like? Yeah, perfect image of it. 
That's because, and they got, what do you call it, pottery and, and cloth and stuff like that, showing how they were fighting with them. Some of them were riding them. Did you know they outlawed Flintstones because the Flintstones showed it right. You know, they, <laughs> Fred was working on a brontosaurus. <laughs> you know, that was the digger or whatever. <laughs> you don't see the Flintstones anymore. We don't want to let the little kids think that they were around when we were around. Man, Puff the Magic Dragon was true. Shoot. Anyway, let's make a man, someone like ourselves. Let him be the master of all life on the earth and the skies and the sea. So God made man like his maker. Like God did God make man. Man and maid did he make him. So all of us together, look at that. And God blessed them, told them to multiply and fill the earth. And they were running around with no clothes on. Remember? You are masters of the fish and birds and animals. And look, I've given you the seed-bearing plants throughout the earth and the fruit trees for your food. I've given all the grass and the plants and animals for their food. God looked all over that he had made. It was excellent in every way. And that ended the sixth day. Now, we're going to hit this real quick. One thing, I'll just try to make, not make, make any comments. Now, at last, the heavens and earth were successfully completed with all they contained. So on the seventh day, having finished the task, God ceased from this work he had been doing. Now, Moses said when they got all the people out of Egypt, remember, they don't know who God is. Remember, Moses even said, they're going to say what God sent me. Now, they were worshiping the sun, all this kind of stuff. And God said to Moses, tell them on the seventh day, don't do nothing. And, he said, and Moses was like, why? And he says, you tell them because I created the heavens and the earth. And he wanted everybody to remember. Now, you can see why there's such a disaster today. Not that we need to quit doing stuff, but... We should remember on Sunday, well, go to church. It, no, it's better than that. Who created the heavens and the earth? That's what you want to remember. It's a reminder. Okay, anyway. So here we go. Uh, God blessed the seventh day, declared it holy, because it was the day when he ceased his work of creation, which was a myth. No, it wasn't. Here's a summary of the events in creation of the heaven and earth. Look at these details. When God made them, which he didn't. We know he lied. No, he didn't. There were no plants and grains sprouting up across the earth at first, for the Lord hadn't sent any rain. There was no one to farm the soil. Now, remember, this was not years and years and years. This was like the first six days. However, water welled up from the ground at certain places and flowed across the land. The time came when the Lord God formed a man's body. That would be on the sixth day from the dust of the ground. He breathed into it the breath of life, and man became a living person. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden. Now, he had to do this on day six, too. He just created the man. Now, you know the rest of the story. He's got to make that woman, too. This was not months later. Day six, he planted that garden to the east and placed in the garden the man he formed. The Lord God planted all sorts of beautiful trees in the garden, trees producing the choices of fruit. At the center, he placed, there it is, the tree of life and the tree of conscience, giving knowledge of good or bad. A river from the land of Eden flowed through the garden to water it. Afterward, the river divided into four branches. Guess what? We know some of these branches. I recognize them. One of these is called Pishon. I don't know that one. But it's probably got another name. We'll see. It winds along the entire land of Havilon. Look at that where nuggets of pure gold are found. Also beautiful bdellium and even lapis lazuli. The second branch is Gihon crossing the, the entire length of the land of Cush. The third is that, why well, I know that one, Tigris. It flows to the east of the city of Asher. And the fourth is the, oh, I know that one, Euphrates. The Lord God placed the man in, in the Garden of Eden as his gardener to tend and care for it. But the Lord God gave this warning. 
Now remember, so far, let's just say we believe it. He created everything. Okay, look at these details. This is what put us in the mess we're in right now. You may eat any of the fruit in the garden except from the tree of conscience. For its fruit will open your eyes to make you aware of right and wrong, good and bad. If you eat its fruit, you'll be doomed to die. Now you might think, well, why did you do that? Well, remember, as a good Baptist or Methodist, things we'd heard over our life, you know, God gave us a will. I mean, would you like to have kids that just did everything? I mean, you just, they're a robot. Yes, mom. Brush your teeth. Yes, mom. You know, you'd never know if that robot loved you, you know. But since we have a free will, yeah, you still got to tell your kids what to do. But you also realize that, you know what? My kids love me. I can tell. Yeah, but you paid them. No, I didn't pay them. (laughs) You've learned over the years. Man, they love you. You know, whatever. And the Lord God said, hey, it's not good for man to be alone. This is day six, okay? I will make a companion for him, a helper suited to meet his needs, to, to suited to his needs. So the Lord God formed the soil from every kind of animal and bird and brought them to the man to see what he'd call them. And whatever he called them was their name. Wow, busy guy. But there was still no proper helper for the man. Then the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. Notice this wasn't four or five day surgery. It can't be. It had to be day six. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the place for which he had removed it. And I'm going to mention this. I mean, we're a bunch of, I mean I'm the only guy here, ladies here, where bumper sticker us all. You know, this, this is the way the world, they're just, trying to, they're just trying to go after this. And it said, it said, you came from a, you know, a vagina instead of a rib. I mean, like, what are they trying to tell you there on a bumper sticker on a car, you know? I mean, chicken or the egg, it's the same story. What was first, the chicken or the egg? Well, we can run around and act like we don't know. We do know. God created it, you know. But they just laugh. That's the way the earth is. They just, the, world, the world just laughs. Remember there? God let them alone. They have no idea that the woman was taken from a man's rib. We're going to stop here once they, well, here it is. right. And then I'm going to show you one other verse, just one other verse. Well, he brought her to her. Adam exclaimed, she is part of my own bone and flesh. Her name is woman because she was taken out of a man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother, is joined to his wife in such a way that the two become one person. Now, although the man and his wife were both naked, neither neither of them was embarrassed or ashamed. Okay, now, you know what happened in three. They they, they lost it all. Down here toward the end, I want to see something in the third chapter. Look at verse 20. We'll stop right here. The man named... Oh, well, remember, look at this. He said, for you were made from the ground, and to the ground you return. See, this is history. It's not like, wait a minute, I evolved. (laughs) Adam knew he was created. The man named Eve, his wife Eve. Now think about this. Adam and Eve. You get somebody to look up the word Eve. Oh, my gosh. The life-giving. Why didn't he call her Roberta? Or Sweetie Pie? Yeah, darling. He named her Eve because she was the first woman. Every Adam believed this because he was told, oh, Roger, uh, repopulate the earth or whatever. Populate the earth. For he said, she shall become the mother of all mankind. And the Lord God clothed Adam and Eve with garments. So made from animals. Wow. Amazing. Well, how's that going to help me? And I'm in trouble. Oh, please. You think this through. And when you realize that the one you worship, and look how he took care of these. He got them clothes. He didn't say, well, you never know when I'm going to help you. You're going to be naked for a couple of weeks till I do something about it. He did it right then, you know. Took care of them. Wow. 
Anyway, Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you. If we're not feeling good, boy, you'll fix our bodies. You created them, praise the Lord. And Father, if we're hurting financially, you'll fix that too. Where those nuggets of pure gold, praise the Lord, that you put in this earth. Hallelujah. Or if we're faced with some other problem, no matter what it is, you created all things. You can help us. Like you said, we're going to wait on you. We're looking to you. Not an idol. We're looking to you. You'll make us run and not be weary and walk and not faint. We just thank you for that. And that didn't leave anything left but for us to start telling people, you know, our own track record, what you've done in our lives. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay.